what's up y'all it's your boy andres and i really had fun interviewing this person for this interview his name is gregory pfefferman he is a regional managing partner at g golf finance suite they're based in miami florida we did a zoom interview and the great thing i love about this interview is that we actually dove into what his company does is they help entrepreneurs, small businesses to medium-sized businesses get funding using their business EIN. I run into a lot of different business entrepreneurs who are like still funding their business out of their own park, out of their own pocket, and you don't have to do that. You have alternate resources. Um, so definitely check out the interview. If y'all know anybody, let them know that you heard it on the Bank That Radio Show, and you can actually email Greg if you want to. And it's Greg, G-R-E-G, at J-Galt, which is J-G-A-L-T dot I-O. Y'all, we tune in for another episode of Make That Radio Show. I'm your host, and we got another Zoom for y'all today on this uh, wonderful Friday. Uh, we have Mr. Greg, uh, is it Pfefferman? Did I, uh, I said that right? You got it right. <laughs> How often does it happen? Do uh, people get it right on the first time, or you know, I get Fetterman, I get on the phone, Pfeifferman, Freeman. It, it, it's great when someone calls you and you know that you don't want to talk to them when they pronounce it wrong, right? So. <laughs> I love it. We but uh, you're, uh, 
You're based in uh, Miami or close to Miami? I live down in Miami, but our, our business covers uh, the, the greater 48. And I'm sure we got customers in Alaska and Hawaii, too. But I'm based down in Miami. Okay. How's the, how's the weather down there? I'm not, I'm not allowed to tell. <laughs> Everyone else in the rest of the world. I get, people complain. When I, you know, people ask me about the weather, and I tell them how great uh -huh. it is. probably 76, slight breeze. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, shorts and uh, shorts and a golf shirt type of weather. Yeah. And then I tell that to people and people in New York, they they want to complain. You know, why do you always talk about the weather? Well, why, why do you ask? You know, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't ask you when, I don't ask you in July and you don't ask me in July. Right. So yeah. uh, it, it, this, is, this is why we're here. You know, these months are why we're here down in South Florida. Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in Georgia. I'm in Macon, Georgia. Um, you know, so we're on the cusp of that spring almost getting here to where it's going to stick and stay warm as opposed to going back and forth. I mean, um, be yeah. Because you know it's going to turn. I used to live in Chicago and you, it would mm -hmm. be, um, you know, you get that 60 degree weather on April 3rd and then on April 4th it's down to 34 again. So yeah, uh, it's when it turns from Macon, but we're, we're doing well here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, thanks for, uh, the reason I brought you on because I, um, I love the fact that, you know, you hit me up and uh, I guess you know, I forgot with the alignable profiles, when you have a premium profile, you can see who looks at your profile and things of that nature. Uh -huh. Now, my is going through trying to um, <clears throat> look for other people to bring onto the show and talk about, one, I love talking about business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what I studied in when I went to Fort Valley, business with the concentration of marketing, and that's what I do full time. Um, so educating everybody and then the fact that you know, them being able to separate their personal lives from the business and establishing that relationship and then getting business credit and going into that. So your uh, knowledge and information is actually right up the alley. Great. So, I'm, gl I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to talk about it. I I've really been on a mission um, really since uh, March of 2020 to not only educate myself, but try to educate as many people as possible, the power mm -hmm. of building that EIN credit profile to truly separate your limited liability company, your, your, your business from your personal, right? It's an LLC. What, what's limited when you're tying in your personal assets to your own business? So, you know, sure. my, my background is I, I, I got an MBA from University of Chicago. Mm -hmm. I went into the banking and finance world. I worked at Citibank, Credit Suisse, DLJ, to name to name a few. Worked in these big banking in, uh, industries, underwriting loans to um, uh, some of the wealthiest people in, in the world, investing their capital for them. So working with business people. Uh, after that, um, well, I'll, take, I'll tell you a quick story is in 2008, 2009, we know what happened to the market and the economy. Um, you know, uh, I was in the banking industry. I was a top producer, but uh, unfortunately, most of my team, um, our, our jobs were eliminated. But I was at City at the time. And so what happened, right? The, the executives in City was too big to fail, so they got bailed out. The executives did that, that pushed these no income, no job, loans of 120% of your property, they got bailed, they got bailed out. Who got left? I, I'm fine. You know, I recovered well. But the people that, that were really left in the dust were the people that took 120% loan on their home that they could never afford to pay for. 
Mm-hmm. They had to declare when the market tanked. They they had to declare bankruptcy. But where where was the where where was the backstop? The backstop was for the banks and the executives, not for the people working in the banks, and not for the poor people that had to lose their homes and declare bankruptcy. I don't want to go back in that industry. I haven't looked back, and mm-hmm. so I've been an entrepreneur for ten years. So fancy MBA, banking experience, entrepreneur for ten years. It wasn't until March of 2020 where I saw the storm coming, and fortunately. I saw it in early March and I went, called American Express and said, hey, guys, you may not get paid for the next couple of months. Uh, what, are we, what, what are you going to do about it? And they were very nice. And, they, you know, we, we were able to work things out. And like I said, fortunately, um, it was because of that experience. I knew that I had to get ahead of the, uh, get ahead of the curve. But then mm-hmm. I asked the question of, hey, so if things don't work out, what happens? You know, my credit card says my name, but it also says my business. And they said, well, you're on the hook because you gave us your social security number when you signed. And I did what everyone else does, Andreas. I I opened up my LLC. I said, here's $5,000. Give me a bank account. They said, do you want a credit card? I said, of course, who doesn't want a credit card, right? They said, fill this out. I filled it out, handed it to the banker. The banker came back with a big smile on his face two shiny credit cards that have just been pressed in the machine and said, hey, you've got a $20,000 limit. Go out and have fun. It has mm-hmm. your company name on it. That was my, that, I might as well had just my own name on it. I, I probably should have realized it. And that's one of the most important parts about my mission is helping all these small and medium business owners that I'm helping out say, there's no shame in doing what you're doing because there's no one out there educating you on how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. That's been my mission. So, uh, okay. So, what are some of the misnomers then? Then people typically believe that when it comes to building and separating the business and the person, like you said, you're giving up your social security number, or you know, be told that you have to be a a, a guarantor for the loan. When in essence, you know, what I'm saying Coca-Cola and all these other businesses that are businesses don't have to have someone personally guarantee that. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing, right? Because as a small and medium business owner, we kind of almost just follow the herd and do whatever we're asked to do, whatever we're told to do. Here, here I am again, mm-hmm. MBA from a you know, pretty good school. Mm-hmm. I'll argue since we're here and I can, you know, I'll, I'll crow a little bit. The best business school out there. They don't <laughs> teach you this stuff, right? I was a banker. You know, I, I, everyone, my billionaire clients had to sign personal guarantees and because there was a little bit of a different situation. But mm-hmm. as a business, as a business, if you're a small, medium business owner, you're not on the same playing field and the banks and the financial institutions don't let you play on that same playing field as the bigger people because you're having to sell finance. Because if you're, think about it, right? If you're a bank or a financial institution, are you going to ask for as much perfection and security as you can? You absolutely are. And people don't know that they can opt out of that personal guarantee by saying, hey, look, look at my EIN business credit profile. The toughest thing, though, that people don't understand is you look it up and see that it can be done, but it's a meticulous process that's trial and error if you don't know what you're doing. And there are certain there are certain steps with 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 my company uh, Jay Galt and most other companies that copy our our uh, scheme is there's really essentially seven steps. 
The cool thing is that four of them are apply, apply for the right tier, but you can't apply for a certain cards until you're ready, until you build that profile. And how do you know what to look for? You don't. It's trial and error. Or you come to find um, professionals like myself, like mm -hmm. other people out there that have taken the time to learn the right steps and what you need to do to build that credit profile. The number one and most important step, make sure that everything that you have is consistent and congruent. What do I mean by that? You need to make sure that when you apply for credit that you're using the exact same company name as with your state, as with your secretary of state. So if you have a, a company um, that is universal plumbing and contracting, it always has to be universal plumbing and contracting. It can't be UNIV, PNC, things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, if you have a PO, bo uh, PO box instead of a home address, you're going to get dinged. If you're not listed with 411, you're going to get a ding. If you're plumber Greg at Gmail instead of Greg at plumbergreg.com, you're going to get a ding. There's 125 different um, criteria points that the credit mm -hmm. agencies look at. Yeah. Over half of them are credibility and fraud related. Most people are getting rejected because of those four or five points that I just said right off the bat. The second reason people are getting rejected, if you go apply, and I was just speaking to someone, she's a professional in the uh, it, it, empowerment and financial services for her community. She has a 770 credit score. She is sharp. She is bright. She has a successful business. She knows finance. She knows lending. She knows all that. She couldn't understand. She's like, Greg, I got turned down. I got a 770 credit score. I got turned down for an EIN card uh, from Quill. Mm -hmm. Now, when she told me that, I knew exactly why. She wasn't yet ready to apply for Quill. She hadn't worked on her EIN score to get mm -hmm. it there. So the number one reason is fraud. Number two is you're applying to certain companies that are going to automatically reject you because you haven't built and monitored your credit report. So the so the first step is find the what we call easy the ringer accounts, easy accounts that you can apply for that they'll give to you. You're gonna have a really low credit limit, but you're gonna start to build. You gotta crawl before you walk. Mm -hmm. So many people start running and aren't able to crawl and they fail. And what happens when you fail over and over again? You stop trying and you give up. And you need to, you have an issue with your business, you need to buy something, you need to fund something, you reach in your pocket, you take out your personal credit card, uh, rinse, repeat. And that's a, that's a cycle that so many entrepreneurs get into because of the purposeful lack of knowledge out there on how to build, how to build your EIN. We're so focused on large companies, large corporations, and helping them out. We claim to want to help the, we want to help the mainstream. And so many people I'm speaking to said, you know, I just never got this education. No one ever gave it to me. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> that's the thing that I've run across, even like the just making sure, you know, you set up your business correctly. You uh, establish a actually business bank account as opposed right. to using your, your uh, personal bank account and to show that history. And I tell people the same thing that you said. You have to crawl before you can walk because you can't mm -hmm. run out there and try to get like a 40 something thousand dollar loan and you don't have no history 
of even being able to pay back a two thousand dollar loan. Absolutely. Um, what, what has been, I guess, some of the um, well, I, I've seen some of the success stories that y'all post mm-hmm. on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> were those success stories that you posted like the first time people applying going through y'all's process? You know, there are a variety of success stories, whether it's a, a someone that just graduated their chiropractic school and wants to start mm-hmm. their own practice where I, I you know, I see you, you invested in your education. You're going to put a, you're going to put a lease. You probably already bought the equipment on your own personal credit card. You need to continue this back end investment and the back end investment is building your EIN credit profile. So we see great success when someone has started their business, right? We've mm-hmm. seen other great success where we've gone into someone that has been in that perpetual cycle that we discussed. They, they can't go in to get any sort of traditional financing because the traditional financing is going to ask for their personal credit score, which has become in the upper 500s, which has become a disaster only because they're financing their, their business and adding more credit, taking more credit cards kind of bumping against that limit. What we've done for those people is taking that, you know, they got everything together, we separated apart, we build their EIN, their EIN credit can really be built, built if it's done properly, if you know what you're doing in a 12 month period, your personal credit usually takes three or four years to go and you're excited when you get 10 extra points, right? Um, but what happens is as we're building and we've seen this, as we're building that business profile, as we reach that final and fourth tier where you have a great record of you're paying things off, you're graduating and you're getting a true, a real Amex card that is tied to your EIN slowly uh, at higher credit limits because they know it's a business credit card and they know the things that you're putting on your business credit card you have to be accountable for. It's because you want to sell it or grow and expand versus a little smaller credit on your personal. What so many people have been able to do is take that $15,000 they have on their personal MasterCard, transfer it over to their business card, six months, no interest. What's happening now? Their personal credit is improving. They're not having to pay as much out of pocket to cover the, the debt load. And mm-hmm. now, guess what? Their personal credit has improved. I mm-hmm. I... I I, I, that's not my business. My business is not personal credit, but we do probably as good of a job, if not better, oftentimes fixing someone's personal credit by focusing on the EIN credit and moving things over than someone that just focuses solely on that personal credit. So with y'all services, uh, I think you were saying earlier, y'all offer those just across the country. You, just because you're based in Florida doesn't mean that you only uh, service that particular Florida market. I think last I checked, 25,000 LLCs mm-hmm. applied for every day in this country. Mm-hmm. Now, are people going to do stuff with it? Who knows? But there's a giant world out there of business owners that are looking to start. And our goal is to help as many of them as we possibly can. I could, there's a, a couple blocks that I can, I can get off of I-95 and drive straight to Ocean Drive here in South Florida and probably mm-hmm. make a career out of just stopping in of all of these businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, our reach is to help uh, whomever we can, wherever we can. And the thing is, is our, our what, what we do and how we've been able to smartly go about this process 
is mm-hmm. we've, we've built a system around it, right? We know how to put everything together. We are able to cross-reference all the information to make sure it's congruent. We're able to make sure that your company uh, is applying to and things are reporting to the credit agencies. On top of that, we have almost 2,000 different vendors in our system that we're able to access. And now we know those vendors. We know where they are across what tier. We know what they'll approve and when they'll approve because all that criteria is listed in, in inside of our software system. So mm-hmm. when you're ready to apply for that next step, when you're like that late, that woman that I spoke to that had that high credit score that was applying for the wrong type of credit, she will know instantaneously that she's not ready for that. So all that information is inside of our system. I like to say we've got close to 2,000 on our way to 10,000 because who wouldn't want to be part of a network um, where someone where they know for sure someone is is working on building it and doing it the right thing. It's an automatic um, check mark of of credibility for anyone that's part of our membership platform because the the creditors know that they're going to be in good shape and anyone that joins our platform isn't going to make the mistake of applying at the incorrect time for the wrong type of card. It's amazing. Imagine a world where you know you'll never be turned down for credit. I don't know how many how many listeners could uh, could imagine that world, but that's what happens with people joining our membership because you know you know if you're not ready, you're not going to apply. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to so many people, and you know it's they've sat in the car with their spouse or their business partner in the parking lot of their local credit union or their bank, trying to psych themselves up of giving the best presentation possible, but they know deep down in the pit of their stomach that they're going to get denied. Yeah. It's a great feeling to be able to log on and say, hey, I'm ready for this card. Click and go. Exactly. Um, how long did it uh, take for y'all to build this particular platform? Was it like based off of all the experience and the resources that you had prior leading up to this? Yeah. Was it a lengthy process? Yeah, the software's 10 years old. And we're constantly looking on um, building it and improving it. Um, so it's been around, we've been able to help over 42,000 businesses get over a billion dollars in credit to their, uh, to their EIN only, no, no personal guarantees at all. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, our, what, our, what our team has done is taken what was kind of a, a software created to help certain people and was licensed out. We, we've now purchased the software and put a real business and a real structure around it. We've got a deep analytical team of certified analysts that help our help our customers out. We're trying, we're adding more vendors on that we know are going to be reporting. That's another thing that I didn't mention that so many people fall down the trap is that you can get EIN credit. Mm-hmm. But if they're not reporting to the agencies, you're only getting, you're getting tiny cards that have a $500 limit. And congratulations, mm-hmm. you have you have four cards and access to two grand. Good, de- yeah. you know, great. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to disparage that, but I, 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 I speak to a lot of people that say, oh, I have business, you know, I have business credit. But what do they have? Access to, um, uh, you know, to $500 worth of credit at, at Uline. I mean, that's not going to that's not going to make or break your business. What I'm talking about is something that can materially change and materially build your business. And, you know, over the course of time, we, we've been able to find the right vendors, find the right or find the right system 
and work and integrate everything. And as we're building and growing and putting things around it, our membership, our member, we're looking to expand uh, what it what it is to be a member. One of the biggest issues for small and medium business owners are health insurance, right? Got to mm-hmm. go out on your own. You got to go to the marketplace. You really can't offer anything. Well, if you've got a group that said 42,000 members and you go to an insurance company, you can probably work out pretty good group pricing, right? Yeah. So things like that we're working on. If you are a vendor in our platform and you know the people in our, your platform are going to be really well qualified, well vetted and well trained, aren't you going to want to be part of that platform? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you're going to want to offer incentives. So we're working with all of our vendors about uh, giving discounts off of, um, you know, from, you know, from you get a Home Depot card, your first purchase over X amount, get $200 in vendor credit, things like yeah, that. Yeah. We're constantly working on and, and, and building, but my primary mission is really to go out and educate um, mm-hmm. the masses. I, anyone asks me what I do is, you know, I educate people on how to build their EIM profile. So they no longer have to intermix their business finances with their personal finances. That's the mission. Yeah. Have you come across any other businesses that share that same business model that you do as far as like really educating and helping small and mid-sized businesses or, or are y'all like one of a kind? You know, there are small one-off, one-off type of businesses. Maybe they have mm-hmm. three or four people working on them. As a matter of fact, there are versions of our software that are out there that have been mm-hmm. licensed that people people are using. But as far as a company that has made this their mission to go out, there's very little out there because most of the bet it's most of the in, inside, even the outside of the box are still asking for a personal guarantee. They're still checking your personal profile because mm-hmm. this is such a complicated nebulous process that no one educates anyone on. Mm-hmm. Um, no one likes to wade in the waters. So when, once we figured out, are people going to, are people going to figure this out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, I think in the next maybe decade or so, it, it, this will be a laughable conversation um, because most business, you know, if, if we're doing our job, um, most business owners will figure out, Hey, I need to compete with everyone else out there. And the way that I can't tie my personal assets. And we saw, with the coronavirus situation, so many people and so many businesses were in desperate situations. They did what they had to do, but unfortunately they put a second a second uh, line on their home, right? They used their retirement fund. They used the wedding fund for their kids to try to keep their business afloat because if their business went away, as an entrepreneur, that's it, right? It's very yeah. difficult to go back in and go, you know, go work for the widget factory when you've been your own boss. So, um, and, and so many people have been left on the unfortunate side. Imagine had they had built their EIN profile and had fifty thousand dollars in available credit, what they can do and how they they could have really saved some of their personal stuff. Businesses fail. They do. That's the reality. 87% fail because, due to cash flow issues. Most mm-hmm. don't last five years, but it's okay if it fails as long as you're not brought down with it. And of yeah. course, you have to put in your own some of your own money to start the business. Absolutely. I'm not saying that you'll never have to go to a bank again and you won't have to put any of your own money into your business. But that's that's Pollyanna uh, type of stuff. But if you can build your business profile, you can have dry powder to survive a storm or when you see acquisition opportunities and to go out and do it, you you absolutely can. You have that availability. 
and not putting your own personal profile at risk. That that should be your boat, your vacation home, your retirement. That's what that's what you're that that's what that should be for. Not supporting your business. Yeah, that's, that's what's up. I love it, and I love the fact that I can tell that you're very passionate about what you're doing because uh, it's coming across. And that you know, what I'm saying I haven't seen that many people like you said. I haven't seen the education for it, and I'm I'm starting to think like, is that specifically done that way to where, like you said, you'll go and you'll get a business degree, whether it's an undergraduate or a master's, and this particular process isn't talked about enough or even talked about at all to where, you know, you see the need in the market to be able to offer this. So it's business business schools are teaching their, for the, at the high-end business school, they're teaching their mm-hmm. students how to be consultants and investment bankers and corporate corporate employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot. The entrepreneurship that they teach you at a University of Chicago, at a Penn, at a Stanford, at a Harvard is how to pit, how to build a business plan and how to pitch to venture capitalists and angel investors. Right. That that's mm-hmm. what they're teaching. You know, anyone anyone listening, they're not teaching. There's very few pl- people that want to be a plumber or a contractor that get an MBA and that are that, that the MBA program is going to teach them what they what they need to do. The problem and issue that we that 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 we have here is most small and medium-sized business owners get into something because they're actually good at that trade and they're passionate mm-hmm. at at being, they're passionate at knitting. So they open up a knitting store. Store. They're a good electrician apprentice and an electrician on their own. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're a good chef and you become a restaurant, you know, you open up a restaurant. You don't have the requisite business skills, but you have the passion that you have. What my mission, and I know yours is too, is to help educate and train those people. So now they have their passion. They're great at what they do. And they're also very smart and knowledgeable business people. So, but even at that top level, um, they're, they're, not teaching, they're not teaching this type of thing. They don't mm-hmm. teach how to go in and ask for a loan at a bank. They don't teach how to set up an LLC or to get your mm-hmm. EIN. And then these are things that I think all business owners um, should have some sort of knowledge because most of us here, most of the small business owners are really doing things trial and error. And the, the EIN, and some of it works really well, right? But the EIM process can't be done. Well, it probably can be done trial and error, but it's going to take you five to seven years and you're going to have to spend a lot of time. It mm-hmm. almost becomes a full-time job. And if yeah. your full-time job is being a plumber, the last thing you want to do after you take a shower when you come home at work is hop on the computer and try to learn how to do something. So what yeah. do you do? The easiest thing, I got a credit card. Here you go. Yeah. But I'm glad you see my passion because I am, I, you know, I am passionate about it. it, it it's, it's just a, a great opportunity. It's a great thing for business owners. I hope that the people listening, um, you know, could do, do a little research on their own and, and, and figure it out and learn that this is something I don't have to accept what's been put in front of me. I can do things a better in a different way. So if someone uh, comes to y'all, and they want to establish their uh, their mm-hmm. EIN credit profile. Yeah, if they're j- brand new, are you able to assist them? Like, let's just say brand spanking new. They just filed the LLC and I got the EIN. Yes. 
What's the process? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just making sure that you know, because I have a lot of folks that you know always hit me up. I'm like, hey, I got my LLC, got my EIN. What's next? You know. Well, um, I, so. I got something to sell. <laughs> <laughs> so working with y'all, I would imagine that you know they uh, are told that you know this isn't like a just uh, a quick turnaround type process. Absolutely. That is going to take a while. So yeah, I, I would say this, and then the most important thing that we do in any sort of consultation is I want to listen and hear what are your goals, what are you trying to do, what do you mm -hmm. want to build? Is this real? Is this a true business, or do you like knitting and you made a couple Afghans and you want to try to sell a few? Because there, there, there is a certain difference between where you want to go and where do you want to take your business. Where do you see your business in twelve months? What do you mm -hmm. want to purchase? Do you want a truck? Do you need office equipment? Do you need computers? Do you need to buy inventory? Like, you know, what are your goals and what are you looking to accomplish? Then once we figure out what they're looking to accomplish, we can kind of diagnose the problem, right? Mm -hmm. It's like showing up to a doctor and the doctor just start performing surgery without asking, you know, what, what ails you? What's the problem? So in any consulting environment, if people start selling you right away, uh, start, you know, just pick up your phone and start reading Twitter or go on, you know, go on TikTok. <laughs> I concur with that. I tell people that's a risk. <laughs> right, you know, I, I want to learn, I want to know what's going on, but the, the reality is, is the business credit profile is based off your ability to pay. Mm -hmm. Are you paying? Are you doing, are you making the payments? So a new business really in, 12 months could go from zero to, I mean, literally zero to hundred, that's your highest credit score and be eligible. You know, we guarantee 50 grand mm -hmm. within a year, but mm -hmm. six figures should be the target to get, to have eligible to get six figures. So you can, uh, you know, don't put yourself in a situation though, where you can, are, are going out and utilizing it when you can't afford to pay it. Because you're yeah. still going to be in a heap of trouble. This is this isn't some illegal scheme to go get fifty grand and run off yeah. on it and not be held accountable for it. It's going, you know, you can't pay it. It's, it's still going to impair you, but just not impactfully as taking literally taking money out of your pocket and then yeah. also preventing your ability to borrow money uh, in future for you personally. Um, but yeah, that's within we 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 feel that someone that is and we've seen it, not feel, and we, we prove that we've done it. As someone that is fully engaged and doing things the right way, there are, mm -hmm. you can get to tier four. There are four different tiers in, mm -hmm. in, a, in a year. Okay, I, well, you know, I have some people I need to send you out because I have some business friends who have businesses, they have their AIN. They, I told them to separate their stuff. Um, and like, you know, one person, person I know he's actually a recording artist and he also has merchandise that he's been selling for the last year or so and I told him uh, you know if he gets everything in order he can actually walk away from his job if he really puts into working the merchandise side of it because I'm like the profit that he makes off of it is pretty good um, but he needs to also be able to put capital into it to like push it even harder to where he can reach more people and start generate these sales because he has great designs, great customer service. Um, people are really gravitating towards the image and all that. And he just needs to be able to get to that threshold. How's he buying the merchandise? 
You say what? How's he buying the the merch that he's selling? He's probably using. Um, I, I, uh, well, he I know he's on Shopify as far as he's doing that account. Um, so you know, as people order, then he also, I think he orders from. There's a place down here in Perry that does like shirts and stuff. So some of them he'll do himself uh, for like custom orders. But I think all his standard designs, it just has the Shopify model where, you know, send people to the site. Of course, Shopify holds the inventory and sends it out when there's sales. And then, you know, you could just split off of that. Okay. Yeah, I've seen we've seen a lot of people that are are in a similar situation where they're buying their merchandise that then they're selling. But they're only they're limited because they're using the personal credit card to buy the merchandise. They're, it's not a situation where they it's not a drop ship or situation where they're getting paid and then you go buy it and then 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 ship it. But they're they're buying it first. They're buying a bunch of T-shirts for uh, for a concert. They're pressing CDs and things like that. Well, they're, they're going out of pocket. And, you know, if you are if you're going out of pocket personally, you're probably taking less risk. So you're only buying 100 shirts. Mm hmm. Cause you don't, you know, well, if I don't sell them all, I, you know, then I got to hold this and then it's on my credit card and then I got to pay that. You know, if you were if people that have an EIN number one, they probably have a higher limit. They can buy 300 shirts mm -hmm. at a lower cost. They can take advantage of a lower cost, right? Cause it, there's the guy that's buying a hundred shirt every other week for his concerts. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of buying five and, and instead of buying 500 getting a bulk discount. Yep. So all of these things are, are, are things that, again, that we talk about in that conversation before I start talking about all the things I, you know, that we can do to help them out, to help them understand, look, this is a power because there'll be some people, you know, I like, it's funny that people, oh, I got an EIN, you know, I got an EIN. Then, then we figure out, like I said, congratulations, you have access to $1,200, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing well. I mean, obviously it's not that kind of setting in the conversation, but yeah. Out, but to have that conversation, how many shirts are you buying? Oh, well, yeah. I only buy a hundred because I'm not sure. And you know, well, are there opportunities to take advantage of a bulk discount? Absolutely, but I don't want to spend you know $3,500 on my own personal card. Well, here's how you don't have to, right? So, exactly. those, those scenarios are, are, are important in the due diligence side of having those conversations, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so um, do y'all set goals? Because uh, you said y'all helped over what forty-two thousand businesses. In the far? ten years of the in the ten years of the, that the software has been around, yes. Okay, so are y'all trying to like you know reach to like a hundred thousand or like what? What's the goal for your company? You won't believe. It. I, I have trouble believing this, and I, I I haven't said anything to our president because I think he's absolutely crazy, but he really believes our goal. <laughs> Hold on before you laugh, because you'll be laughing with me. 3.1 million people in six years. Five years, actually. Jeez. By 2027, we want to reach 3.1 million small and medium-sized businesses. That that's, that's, that's the goal for, for, Jay, for Jay Gong. Yeah. And then that would, like, the precedence that, that was set for just the mentality of going through the consultation, going through the process, learning this process, and then them telling all their peers and things of that nature about this process because you know as entrepreneurs we know that you know we start to attract other entrepreneurs when we're talking about our journeys and things of that nature and other like-minded people and we start spreading the information so i see where it's a very very aggressive goal but at the same time it's like a cultural shift mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we don't get to talk about enough with entrepreneurship 
is like the other, the flip side of the coin, the non-successful things that didn't work or how hard it is to really get that business going. And especially when you have, you know, limited capital and limited education, like you said, about building your business with the EIN. You know, it, it is so true. One thing that I learned back in my private banking days, working with the, uh, the ultra, ultra wealthy is before anyone comes into a bank because of the Patriot Act, you got to do so much background. Where do they get this? Where do they get their money, right? Where is it coming from? And I, I would devour the sheets that, would, that we would, the background information of, because uh, the biographies, essentially, of mm -hmm. the, the wealthy real estate tycoon, the guy that built, you know, the cell phone resale company, and just read their background. Everyone is just repeat with failure after failure after failure after failure until they found what they were to be successful. There's a tremendous amount of grit in all of those people, but there's mm -hmm. not one in there that, you know, uh, rode out of bed when he was 17 and became successful. That, that's not the common success story amongst the ultra wealthy entrepreneur. It's uh, just failure after failure, tremendous amount of grit, and then getting very lucky in a certain instance and, uh, you know, and, and had their concentrated wealth grow beyond expectation. I'm not looking to, you know, I would love that to happen to the people that I'm looking for. What I'm looking, what I'm, the reason I mentioned that is to, to realize what a turn any of those people that I work for in the private bank could have taken if they had the wrong type of failure. It's not, there's, there's no shame in things not working out and trying it on your own. And there's so many people that are, that are doing it, trying it, it ju just haven't had the right network, didn't get on the right uh, Facebook live show and link in with the right guys on Alignable, whatever it is. But what I want to do is make sure that they're in a position to help them succeed, of course. But if they fail, it won't be an impactful and they can get back on the horse again. And whether mm -hmm. continue with that business or find another one, um, because it's, it's, it's really cool, as you know, to own your own business. I was talking to the, a woman a woman today that was, she called it a workcation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she, she referred to herself as a super millennial, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but I was like, you know, are you super? Or, you know, what, what, I, we didn't get into too much detail. But, you know, she owned her own business, but she decided mm -hmm. to go a couple of weeks, um, you know, to... Uh, to beach and work from the beach. I mean, there's such something awesome and empowering to not have to request two weeks off and know you're only getting two weeks out of the year. And we can have another conversation how ridiculous that is in this country. Yes. Um, to only get two weeks when you work in the corporate world. Um, but there's something great and empowering about owning owning your business. And whether it's even a side hustle is mm -hmm. going to benefit from, from this type of thing. Because if it is a side hustle and you're putting your own personal capital in there, at a high extent, then it then it really becomes a, a liability. And as we said at the beginning of the program, the limited part of the liability is no longer limited once you're assigning your social security number and personal guaranteeing something. Yeah. Well, Greg, I appreciate your time. Um, I gotta go pick up kids in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make my, my daddy duties. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Another benefit of the entrepreneur, right? You can yes. whenever you need to and, and go pick up the kids. Yeah. Uh, for, for anyone interested, I can be reached at greg at jgalt.io. 
mm -hmm. Jerry G at J G A L L T dot I O. Okay. That was the, uh, was that the email address that you sent to me? Yeah, that's my email address. Okay. I'll definitely post that in here. And I'll, uh, even when I put it on YouTube, I'll put out that information. Is that, uh, th is that how you want people to reach you? Cause you no, know, I was, I was going to direct them to the website as well, but if you just want them to reach you directly through the email, yeah, they can reach me directly by email. the website might, I mean, we, we can put that up in, in other, in other platforms. I'll, I can get you that information. Okay. Uh, you know, my phone number two, I'm on, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Alignable. Um, ha happy to have a consult. Happy to have a conversation. And I appreciate the time. This was a lot of fun. Oh, you know, this, this is what it's supposed to be. So <laughs> that's how my platform is supposed to be fun. But thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. And everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. I've been seeing y'all comments and things and uh, reaction emojis, all that stuff that y'all been doing. Keep sharing the video. And, uh, Greg, no, I look forward to like having a conversation again and, you know, or even about other stuff in the future. Anytime. Happy to talk. This is a lot of fun. All right. You have a good one, Greg. Uh, take care.